right, guys. Hope you are all doing wonderful. So we'll be fully honest with you guys because we always are. Full disclosure, we are recording this before the election for scheduling reasons. So I don't know if we seem extra chippy and like the whole country's burning down. Just know we have <laughs> no idea what's going on right now. I mean, for all we know, we could be in the midst of a civil war. We don't know. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. So with this election, it really got us to thinking, you know, the country's been super divided. Everyone's on different ends of the spectrum. And a lot of people are using politics as a deal breaker when it comes to dating, which to each their own. It got us thinking, though, somehow we ended up on deal breakers. And we all have different deal breakers, right? Heve and I have been thinking about ours this past week. Uh, yeah, so we're going to share some of the deal breakers that you guys submitted to us. We're going to share some of our own deal breakers, uh, some of the things that people we've dated have told us were the reasons they couldn't date us, so they're deal breakers. And after all that, we're going to dive into what can be worked around and how to navigate some of these more difficult differences. I think there was a heavy answer when it came to Trump supporters. Kind of everyone said that, at least when, in my responses. Yeah, I got several of those. A few others that we got, I'll list some of them, is doesn't pay for the first date, drug alcohol abuse, signs of anger issues, doesn't want kids, passive aggressive behavior, overt aggressive behavior, smoking, projecting, closed-mindedness, chewing with their mouth open. Yeah, a few more being rude to people, bad breath, uh, my personal favorite, mouth noises in general. That's a good one. I like a lot of these. Do you have any that guys said to you? I've had one guy. He was really, really funny. Like he was just a funny, casual, chill, easy to talk to guy. And it made me feel very comfortable around him. You know, we were seeing each other. We were hooking up. We were talking all the time. I really have to say I was talking to him every day, hours on end, texting each other funny stuff. And it was going really well. I wasn't physically attracted to him, but I loved his personality because I just felt so comfortable. And kind of out of the blue, he sort of just ends things with me. And it didn't really make any sense. I wasn't super upset about it because it wasn't a very serious situation. I didn't necessarily think it was going anywhere, but I did enjoy hanging out and talking to him. So we had a really close mutual friend and I grabbed lunch with her about, I want to say like a few weeks after we stopped talking and she brings him up and she goes, yeah, so you two aren't talking anymore. You're not hanging out anymore. And I'm like, no, I, I don't know what happened. He just sort of just sort of said he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I don't know what I don't know what I did. She goes, yeah, I mean, he kind of told me and I go, well, what did he tell you? What was the reason? And she <laughs> This is kind of embarrassing. I really just want to emphasize, I felt really comfortable talking to him. and I really didn't think it was an issue. But she turns to me and she goes, he said to me that you just talk about poop too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, <laughs> I don't remember talking about poop that much. I don't know if I was dealing with like constipation on a regular basis or having poop problems. I don't think so. I mean, I'm kind of always a little constipated, so probably. And I'm just a very open person naturally. 
But again, he was funny. I felt comfortable. It was a chill situation. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But apparently I was just talking about poop so much that even though this guy really liked me, he's like, I can't take this shit anymore. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And he, I guess he didn't want to bring it up because how do you tell someone like, listen, you just talk about fecal matter a little bit too much for my liking. And he just ended it. Have you had one? Have you had a guy end things with you or you've ended over just a random deal breaker? Yes. So my ex-boyfriend, the comedian, did not appreciate when in a fight I said, fuck you. Or it may have been go fuck yourself. I don't know. I mean, probably I used both. But, um, (laughs) you know, just for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he did not like that that appear and we we're pretty good friends now and so you know we hang out from time to time and chit chat and he's like yeah for me it's just someone saying that to me I I cannot and that's that's fair enough I, I don't think people should tolerate people being rude to them I don't know did you guys get into a fight that led to that or did you just you had to yeah yeah we were in a fight yeah See, I don't know if these deal breakers, and maybe I'm just being biased because it's us. I don't think that's fair. I don't think ending things with someone because they talk about their poop or just someone saying fuck you is that, I mean, can you not talk through that? Could he have not just told you don't say that to me and you wouldn't have done it again? Honestly, I agree with you. And even a lot of the listener submissions that we got I felt like were more preferences than they were true deal breakers, like mouth noises or chewing with your mouth open. I just, I don't really see these being true deal breakers. I feel like they're more likely to be preferences. I think that maybe we should channel rain for a moment. And if you don't, rain, Rain, our best friend, Rain Mm, just vibrates so high. (laughs) If you don't remember who Rain is, please check out our intro episode. You'll meet her there. She's just such a gem. In all seriousness, I think that, you know, Tiffany and I've talked about this and we've kind of come up with a good test for whether something is truly a deal breaker or if it's merely a preference. So I don't know, Tiffany, do you want to say what it is? Yeah. So, well, really, Heva came up with the test and I'm just reading it off, essentially, (laughs) is what's happening. (laughs) Tiffany gave input. We discussed it. We discussed it. I did. It's tough because, honestly, I don't really have deal breakers. I mean, I will talk about my, my one deal breaker, but I'm not. I'm a very... I just accept every trash that comes into my life. <laughs> okay, so here is the test that Heva came up with. Why is the issue important to you and what does this represent to you? Is this changeable? If it isn't changeable, imagine your ultimate dream partner. Think of the richest, hottest, funniest, chillest, everything that just makes you like horny person who is perfect in every way other than this one thing would you say no so to illustrate this we're gonna take a couple of our own deal breakers through this so tiffany what is your deal breaker okay you guys i just want to say i 
have put so much thought into what my deal breaker is. I've been waking up early at 5 a.m. in cold sweats. I've stayed up till 2 a.m. just racking my mind because I wanted to give you guys something that was so genuine and authentic to who I am as a person. And honestly, I even voice messaged Eva the other day and was like, Eva, this is the only thing that I think I truly, if it was just my dream person, would have to say no to. And I want to start off by saying I am not a size queen for those of you. <laughs> so I think beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. And I don't judge what you're working with, but I really think, I don't think I could live for the rest of my life with a very small penis. And I'm not talking like, like just small, like I'm talking like micro penis type style. Cause again, I'm not a size queen. I don't judge whatever you have is beautiful, (laughs) but for me... For me, for me to live a fulfilled life, I don't know if I would literally be fulfilled with a micro penis. Okay, so I feel so bad if someone's listening and they have a micro penis. This is just, you don't want to be with me anyway, so don't take it personally. For the record, I had a very serious relationship with someone who does have a micro penis. Actually, the same guy who couldn't tolerate me saying fuck you. So it is what it is. And frankly, I actually, if I met my dream, dream, dream guy and he had a micro penis, I think I could do it again. You know, I have calculated the statistics of, you know, how likely it is for me to meet a second person with a micro penis. And it's like 0.000007%. So yeah, I, you know, I don't think it'll happen again. But for the record, I've done it. I would do it again. Okay, so for the test, step one, why is this important to you slash what does it represent to you? I think for obvious reasons, it's important because I do think sex is a very important part of a relationship. And I think both people should be very happy sexually, especially if this is your life partner you guys should be on the same page with things you should both be satisfied and again I've never like Kiva been down the road of a micro penis experience so maybe I'm being too judgmental because I've never experienced that but just knowing myself I don't think it would be enjoyable fair fair okay step two is this changeable You know, I think that's something that science is still trying to figure out. I'm sure there's a lot of of men would love to know. Your ex, I'm sure, is dying for this answer. Is it changeable? Look, if I met the dream guy and he had the tiniest little eensy-weensy penis, I would be down to go to every doctor, to travel the world, to buy every pump that is in North America, (laughs) to try and make this something I can live with. I just don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think we're there yet in science, but whoever creates this, good 
God. I mean, your family's going to be loaded for generations to come. Honestly, if anyone is in school listening to this, this is what you should make your career focus. Like, figure out a cure. I mean, figure out a way to make men's genitalia bigger because you're loaded. You're set for life. Okay, last step. If you met the perfect person in every other way, you know, tall, good looking, rich, funny, whatever else that you want, but who had a micro penis and do you know there's no cure for it as of now, would you still date them? No. Okay. I really, look, I really think without sex, without being sexually satisfied, I don't, I think that's a huge part of a relationship and maybe some will disagree. There's a lot of couples that don't have sex and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think for me, I like to be intimate. I, it's it's not even about the sex. It's just intimacy. Like I need that as a person. And I, I think without it, I wouldn't be fully, I, I know I keep saying this, I don't, I don't think I'd be fully satisfied. And I want to say this is a micro, this is like the size of like, I have the smallest hands you guys could ever see. Like my pinky is my pinky. Is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like a little bit below average. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about like, yeah. Yeah. Micropenis is a medical condition. Like these people have normal sized testicles and the shaft is child sized. I mean, it's. But see, now am I discriminating against people with medical conditions? Am I just like. It's like I wouldn't date someone with like diabetes. It's like I would never care if my partner had diabetes. I mean, for the record, my micro penis ex told me that he it was hard for him that I was vegan because it was a disability. And I was like, you Uh. have no penis and I'm accepting of that. You can't deal with the fact that I don't want to torture animals. That is an issue for you. But you not having a penis, I'm supposed to roll with. I mean, we're basically scissoring each other. Like I <laughs> Can I just say what I think everyone is thinking right now? He had some small dick energy. Yep. Like that is And can I just one quick aside? If you do have a micro penis or just something very out of the ordinary going on, I think you should warn people before they see it. I know I personally would have really appreciated a warning before seeing it. <laughs> um, I've talked to two other girls who've dated guys with micro penises. We're in a support group together now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding and both of them had said said the same thing that they didn't get a warning and they really would have appreciated it I've told my ex that since I'm like listen I really think you should warn girls and he's like why would that be better and I'm like because then they won't be so jarred like it's if something is really abnormal it's fine. You'll find the right person who can deal with it. Again, for me, that was not a deal breaker. It really wasn't. And not only that, but I really went out of my way to constantly try to boost his ego about it. So you can find the right girl who will deal with it, but do warn them. Yes. Send out a little flash flood warning. (laughs) And also, I really think we just pissed off the micropenis community. Like, they have one on us right now. Honestly, the micropenis community should love me. Okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> you are their queen. I have done my part for you guys, okay? I should be on billboards for well, I don't strike that from record. <laughs> Could you imagine your face on billboards? Our micro penis <laughs> And then I'm just like an X through my fucking face like this bitch. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm really sorry. This is just a personal preference. Anything else that you might have, I really don't care about religion, politics, whether like I'm a vegetarian, whether or not you eat meat. I, I really don't care about any of those things. This was the only thing that I thought would that would really actually be a deal breaker. So you could be like a serial killer and Tiffany will date you so long as you're packing. (laughs) If you have a big dick, (laughs) but you're a piece of shit, like, let's go. (laughs) Again, I do not stand by this. (laughs) Yeah, he was was disgusted. (laughs) Meanwhile, he was like, you could not, like, your penis could just not even be visible. I don't care. But yeah, wait, what is your deal breaker, Heva? Okay, so this isn't a current one, but I will give you a vintage one. So I used to say that I would not date someone who isn't into fish, the band, not not seafood. And like someone that hates them you wouldn't date or just not a big fan? No, I, I again, this is historic, but I used to say that I what. W- I wanted a guy who was into fish. Oh, so he has to be a fan. Yes. PH fan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So why was this important to you and what does this represent to you? I'm really into fish and pre-COVID I would go to a lot of fish shows and I really wanted to be with someone who can fit into all the different aspects of my life. So someone who can meet my parents, but also go to a fish show with me. To be completely honest, I think I used to associate being cool with being into fish or the other way around. So to me, anyone who was into fish was automatically cool. Uh, Interestingly enough, my ex helped me see that isn't true because he is into fish and he's one of the least cool people I've ever met. If anyone is listening to this who's into fish, he listens to studio versions of songs. That's how not cool he is disgusting that he listened to studio versions what a piece of shit (laughs) repulsive I will say though in in a little bit of your defense I'm not familiar with fish at all but I know it's a big community like I know you guys are very tight-knit and it's a thing yep yep so is this changeable yes I mean it is uh you know no one comes out of the womb being into fish everyone gets into fish somehow, some way. I'm into fish because of a friend of mine from, what, 12 years ago, 14 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that introduced me to fish. So yes, it's 100% changeable. We already have the answer for the last one. If you're a dream guy that had, you know, even a, even a micro <laughs> <laughs> was not a fish fan just thought fish was 
disgusting. Let's put it that way. He was just repulsed by the idea of fish. Could you still date him? Yes. Yeah. And honestly, since it is changeable, we didn't even need to go to step three. But regardless, I would. Yeah, I absolutely would. It's not like I need my partner to do every single thing with me. So yeah, I would. And you know, when it comes to hobbies and interests and things like music or sports or things of that nature, you know, with Mr. B, he's a massive, massive football fan. And when we started talking, I, no joke, didn't know what a touchdown was. Like I had no idea the concept of football anything. But I realized that that's something that's really important to him. He likes spending his Sundays and his Saturdays and his Thursday nights and his Monday nights watching football. (laughs) And if this is someone I'm going to live with, if I'm going to at the very least date, I should at the very least be acceptable, accepting of that and be educated on that. And I started to learn. And now, no joke, sometimes I know more about football than he does. Like I really immerse myself in it. And not out of, honestly, not out of force. I actually really do love, enjoy watching football now. It's not like I'm forcing myself to do this. But, you know, it's something that he introduced me to. And now I really like it. So there's no reason why, like with Hiva, you could find someone that has no idea what fish is, like me. And you could take them to a few shows and they could get even more into it than you are. Yeah, definitely. And I can really attest to this. When we were in high school, I mean, Tiffany knew nothing about football. Neither did I. And actually, I dated a guy, uh, you know, in my early 20s who was into football and who kind of got me into football. I fell out of it when I was in law school because, you know, I had other things going on. But Tiffany, same thing. You know, she started dating Mr. B. He got her into football. Tiffany now has more football knowledge than most people I know. And even when you and Mr. B were broken up, you were still actually into football. Like it's a genuine interest. It's not just to make him happy. Yeah, I was watching it on my own. I was going to bars with my friends to watch it. It really was something that I grew to love. So that's why I just, I really want to say if you do, you know, we're talking deal break. If you love a band or if you love sports and you meet someone that has no interest, it might not be that they don't like it. They've just never had someone close to them to introduce them to this. So be that person that introduces them to something new and they could end up really, really loving it. I mean, I'm seeing a guy right now and he's not into fish. Well, he likes fish now, but he wasn't into fish before we started seeing each other. And he's really, really into the underground jazz scene, which I didn't frankly even know there was an underground jazz scene. And so I've kind of gotten him into fish and he's gotten me a little more into jazz. And it's really great because we're expanding our horizons together. I think that's the best part of being in a relationship, right? They introduce you to new things and you know touching back on some of the deal breakers you guys sent you know a huge one being not that we want to go into politics but being being politics being religion and you know Hiva what do you think do you think these are 
something that should be deal breakers or do you think it's something that people can get past? I think it's a person to person thing. I think that you really need to take it through that three-step test. I think most of these things at the end of the day, when you think about it, like if George Clooney or Brad Pitt or I don't know, Megan Fox or whoever these insane sex icons are were to come into your life and exhibited this trait, I don't think most people would say no. I mean, guys, they, you know, straight men think if Megan Fox was just super into you, super, super into you and wanted to be with you, but she chewed her fingernails, would she really say no? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> but the good news is it doesn't have to be one or the other. There are ways to navigate this. So we kind of have a three-step approach for how to navigate. Yeah. So speak your preferences. So for example, if you don't like people who chew with their mouths open, as Hiva said, speak that. Let the person know that that's a behavior that gets on your nerves. Chewing loudly. I had a coworker that it was the most triggering experience in my entire life of him chewing. Obviously, I can't tell him to stop chewing with his mouth open because I was pretty sure that's an HR issue. So I can tell my partner, though, when he is chewing loudly of how much I want to suffocate him when he does that. And now he knows how triggering it is for me. It's never going to be perfect for those people that are super triggered by that. I feel you. I'm a part of that community. It might take a few times of you giving them the literal death stare as they're chewing, but eventually they will get the hint. Yeah. And honestly, for these more simpler things, A, sometimes people don't even know that they're doing it. Like, I I think I sometimes chew with my mouth open. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to pay attention now. But, you know, for he sim- was so self-conscious now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to suffocate the next time I eat. You know what? I sometimes get nasally, okay? <laughs> I have to be able to breathe. <laughs> In all seriousness, for the simpler things like the fingernails, the chewing, the bad breath, really all you might need to do is just speak this preference and the person might be able to fix it. It really could be that easy. But for slightly more complicated issues like political preferences, you might just need to put up strong boundaries. You know, obviously we don't know the state of this country right now. Like it could have burned to the ground and we're just (laughs) posting this as like some sort of joke. I don't know. Like there might not even be an iTunes app anymore. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're hearing this, I'm glad we're all still here. Yeah, exactly. But it... (laughs) And obviously, this is not a political, religious podcast, but those are things that are huge factors right now when it comes to dating. And even though we're all really divided, I get it. I'm not saying we should all agree. It's good to have different opinions. But when it comes down to it, you should really see what is in someone's heart. And I think this is a time we need to be more empathetic and be more understanding and listen before we're so knee-jerk reaction to judge someone because maybe they don't 100% 
agree with us. Now, obviously, if their heart is toxic and they are not a good person, then that is completely different. And I'm not even speaking really about politics right now. I'm just talking about differences in general. You know, things that might irritate you, as Hiva said, that they might not even be aware of. Really, I think just get to know them before you take something so surface and are so quick to have a knee-jerk judgmental reaction. I love that. That's so beautiful, (laughs) Tiffany. I did not see that coming. (laughs) Don't ever get used to that. It's because I honestly, it's probably because we've burned to the ground and I'm like, I might as well say something. (laughs) She's trying to redeem herself from the micropenis nonsense earlier. (laughs) (laughs) This shallow bitch has a heart. (laughs) All I want to add to that is that when you put up boundaries, people generally are going to violate them initially because it's a new thing and you forget. I have this with my mom constantly, constantly, where I'm like, mom, I've asked you not to do this. And she's like, I genuinely forgot. Now when you reminded me, I remembered, but I genuinely forgot. So people do forget it's new. So just lovingly, calmly, gently remind them of these boundaries because they will violate them in the beginning. Don't snap. Don't, you know, don't, don't do what I do to my mom, which is turn into a straight up bitch. <laughs> lovingly, gently remind them of the boundaries until they get used to them. So, you know, going back to some of the deal breakers, We're not here to tell you if these are deal breakers or not, because your preferences might be different. And we really use that three-step test. Why does this matter to you? What does it represent? Is it changeable? And if it's not changeable, then would you settle if it was the absolute perfect person? Really, you have to take it through that three-step test. But I'm going to go ahead and say bad breath, mouth noises, chewing, nail stuff. I don't think these things should be true deal breakers, whereas doesn't want kids, drug slash alcohol abuse, overt aggressive behavior. I understand why those would be true deal breakers. Also, as human beings, we do change. And I'm not saying stick around with someone that doesn't want kids and you desperately, desperately want kids, but really try and pinpoint maybe why they don't want kids. Is it something that's from a childhood trauma? What's the reasoning behind it? Because if you could pinpoint the reason, there might be a way to get past it. I don't know what it is about our generation and I see with my friends a lot. I don't want to speak in general, but sometimes I feel like when relationships get hard or people start saying or doing things that the other person finds difficult, it's really easy for us to just want to get out, right? Like we're like, I don't want to deal with this. This person doesn't want kids. This person has anger issues. This person doesn't agree with me on something like I'm done. I'm guilty of that. So me saying this, I've reacted like that. But if you want to make a relationship work, these are things that are going to come up and it's going to be really, really difficult conversations. There might be therapy that needs to get involved. There might be a lot of soul searching that needs to get involved. But if it's someone that you love, and I'm really, God, I'm getting really fucking sappy in this, in this episode. Very off-brand. Very off-brand. But no, if it's someone, and he would, let me know what you think. But if it's someone that you love, why not try and get through it 
and see what can come out from the other side. I really do agree. I think the number one question in this entire topic is why? Constantly be asking yourself, why do I want this? And ask the other person, why is it like this? I mean, for kids, I can just be, you know, very personal for a minute. I used to be vehemently against having kids vehemently against having kids. And I don't necessarily want to have kids right now, but I'm open to it. And it's because I realized that to me, kids represented a loss of freedom, a feeling of being trapped, being completely dependent on someone else. It really all comes down to freedom for me. So now when I think about it, and it's funny because the guy that I'm seeing and I have had conversations about this and we're kind of on the same page, I really don't know. I have zero yearning for kids. I don't, you know, there's no part of me that wants them. But if I was with the right person, a partner who I know would be supportive and would really chip in and do a lot of the work and really support me, if I got pregnant, then yeah. I would do it. I mean, this is very much in the future, not today. I'm surprised because you have been very, very adamant about not wanting kids. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying if someone is telling you, swearing up and down that they don't want kids, I don't think you should blindly stay with them and be like, oh my God, they'll change their mind. That's not what I'm saying at all. But do dig into why they don't want kids because it might be something that's not actually authentic to their soul, but it's more because of things that they've seen and trauma that they've experienced and these kind of misguided notions that actually could be worked around. So the number one question always is why? Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure if a guy came up to you and said, you'll get a nanny, you'll be completely supported. I'm 100% in with you. Maybe you guys only have one and they go to boarding school. (laughs) You don't ever have to see it. You'd be like, I'm in, I'm down. (laughs) I go back and forth with that a lot too. Also, depending on the day. I mean, there are some days that the cats are getting on my, I have two cats, are getting on my nerves so hard. I was like, if you put a kid into this mix, shit is hitting the fucking fan. And then other days I'm like, "Mm, maybe it will be kind of nice to have like a little kid running around that's exactly like me you know that'd be cute yeah I go through the same thing I think I'd be a really good mother not to toot my own horn but I really think I would be a really good mother also I think I would enjoy the process of being pregnant like is there anything more beautiful than growing human life inside your body but at the same time just to think of that loss of freedom I mean yeah sometimes I get so mad at my dog Sam And I'm like, there's no way I could do this with a human. Exactly. And see, even in this conversation right now, our answers are not set in stone as to how we feel about things. And I think a lot of the time I may make an offhanded comment or maybe you've in the past said you don't want kids. And this is all just sort of an example, but our minds have changed. I mean, you get older, your feelings on things change and you got to expect that your partner is not going to stay exactly the same. They're in I mean, maybe shit, maybe they might (laughs) stay exactly the same, but I don't think most people do. No. Yeah. And again, asking why will get you more answers than just making snap judgments someone let's just for example say started dating someone and they are doing something that is a deal breaker for them but they really really like the person but it's such 
it's such a huge deal breaker. They've set the boundaries. They've gone through the test. They've done it all, but they really want to try and make it work with this person. And it's still coming up. And I don't know what this could be, but I bet you there's someone that is experiencing that. Is there any other sort of advice that you could give? Honestly, I think that if someone is violating your boundaries over and over and over again, I mean, this isn't the initial time, this is going on and on and on, and they're constantly violating your boundaries that they're also agreeing to, then I think that's all the answer that you need. And I hate to say it, I mean, maybe try therapy, but... I just don't see if you're speaking something and enforcing it and they know and they agree and this is reoccurring. Again, it's not the first time, the second time, the third time this is reoccurring. I just don't see how it can possibly work out. I'm going to give a different perspective on it just to play devil's advocate and for shits and giggles. Try and figure out why is this such a deal breaker for you? Why is it so triggering? Why is it bothering you so much? And why are you putting so much weight on it? That is an examination you need to do before speaking boundaries and all of that. I mean, that's step number one is figuring out why this matters to you. And that's you know where I think that three-step test comes in And honestly, if it is kind of a trivial thing, I don't think it should pass the three-step test. But number one is always, why does this matter to you? What does it represent to you? Because honestly, I think nine times out of 10, it's related to some kind of personal trauma. I mean, I do think your micropenis is an exception to that rule. But I think, you know, the not paying, why is that so important? And, you know, a lot of females have that as a thing, but w- what does it represent to you? I mean, it's it's something beyond the paying itself. It represents some kind of, oh, he's into me or some kind of validation or, uh, you know, gender norms or societal norms that you've been raised with. It's definitely some, there's something deeper there that needs to be explored. And honestly, to be in a healthy relationship, the first step is always to dig into yourself before you even have these conversations with someone else. When I came to visit you, Heva, you had a list and you brought out your journal. <laughs> journal queen! <laughs> you had a journal of all the things you were looking for in a partner and you were so specific about it and you had clear cut reasons as to why you wanted those things and I think that's really I think that's really great you really dug deep to understand what you want maybe starting somewhere on those lines too could be super helpful and you know what's really crazy as I've done more and more self-work my list has changed a lot because that list that I showed you were a lot of things that I wanted for myself They were things, yeah, and so now that I've cultivated those things in myself, I don't want a lot of those, or I don't need a lot of those things in a partner anymore because I've made them happen for myself. That is so interesting, though, that it was things that you wanted within, because, you know, it's that cliche saying of a partner should never complete you you should be whole Mm -hmm. so if there's things that you don't like in someone or things that maybe you like maybe it's about you maybe it has nothing to do with them it's always about you I mean spoiler alert it's always about you it honestly me and Eva too in relationships it really is 
always about us. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys all took something from this. To the micro penis community, I'm sorry. I love you guys. I think you're beautiful. Please, if you have a micro penis, do not fucking slide into my DMs. You can slide into mine, though. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, thank you for listening. Follow the guide. I guess also feel free to share your deal breakers with us. Maybe if you, I'd love to hear if there was someone you met that you had a deal breaker, they had that deal breaker and you guys were able to move past it and you guys are in a great relationship now and the deal breaker isn't a thing anymore. Yes. And also if you submitted one of the deal breakers that we read out loud and after listening to this, you're like, Eh, in all fairness, it's not really a deal breaker. Tell us, tell us your thoughts. Do you want to do the your usual little cap off? Yes, yes, yes. So if you liked this episode, please subscribe. Please rate us five stars. Leave a good review and share with your family and friends. And if you screenshot that you rated us five stars and left a review then send it to us either on Instagram at blushpod or on email theblushpod at gmail.com. So send us screenshots of the five-star review and we will send you. (laughs) Oh God, what are we sending? A voice memo of us making donkey noises. (laughs) You guys, I had not heard about this before we recorded i did not know i have to send donkey noises <laughs> but as always i am so fucking game send us the screenshots and you're gonna get an abundance of donkey noises from us and if you don't know what we're referencing yeah check out episode two and yeah i will i mean i will buy a donkey costume if it comes down to it and record a full-on video of me being a donkey <laughs> so fucked up well we love you guys so much hope you are all doing well hope everyone is safe and uh we'll see you well well, i guess we won't see them we'll hear you'll hear us next week hopefully if you know civilization is intact love you guys (laughs) love you guys